Today's episode of Titus and Tate is brought to you by Greg Oden's cameo account and Greg Oden's appearance in Las Vegas uh, with the NBA Retired Players Association. What is Legends, what is this ad? I can't re- we are, read this copy. It to is me, the what does CBS it Sports Classic. Okay. And also remember, Greg Oden, $30 for a nice cameo for the holidays. Yeah. Want to get a Merry Christmas? Get it from Greg Oden. Cameo. Use Cameo. Book Greg Oden for $30. $30, folks. This is a one-time fee that's always the same. Greg was on the podcast um, a couple weeks ago when we were in North Carolina. Yes. Uh, when Ohio State beat North Carolina by 25 in the Dean Dome. And um, he was pitching his Cameo account. I was account. at that game. <laughs> we, were, we, were, uh, we were laughing about how much how into his Cameo he was. We thought it was just funny that, like, you know, maybe he does one or two Cameos here or there. Um, this man, I was I was by Greg's side for most of that trip. Like we were, we did everything. We had every meal together. We we did everything together that weekend. Cause whatever, you know. This man would pull out his phone and do cameos. Yes. Anywhere in the world, <laughs> he'd be taking a piss and he'd pull out his phone. That's and the beauty like, of cameo. Though. You get someone, you get Greg Oden living his life. Yeah. So uh, that to me is like a running bit. I, I gotta, we gotta have Greg back on like in a few months and ask him like what the most outrageous place he's cameoed from is because like he'll do it. will it, be our podcast like, when he's yeah. doing live cameos yeah. during our podcast. He would do that. Yeah, he yes. would be in the middle of a podcast and just be like, "Hold on, guys. I hey, how's it going, show. Sharon? It's me, Gio." <laughs> I used to play for the Blazers. <laughs> you might remember me from Ohio State. Uh, Greg, Greg has bought ad time for uh, our podcast. So, and and what, what is he doing this weekend? We're going to Vegas. We're going to Vegas to the CBS Sports Classic, which features mm. the... I didn't know that Ohio State tried to trademark the, which is yeah. almost more egregious than Taco yeah. Tuesday. But yeah. we'll, we'll talk yeah. about that. It's, that's just the Ohio thing. You guys <laughs> yeah. are like, we'll just trademark anything. First in flight. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yes, trademark. We got it. Uh, what is it called? The birthplace of aviation. Yeah, it that's is. a good sidetrack. That was like a good like uh, skirt. It, it, All right. Anyways, the Ohio State University, Kentucky with yep. Coach Cal, North Carolina yep. with no one, uh, <laughs> <laughs> just Roy Williams and nothing. Uh, and then of course you UCLA. Know, I didn't even want to say their name. Yeah, the, who Mick Cronin is the head coach. I don't know if you're aware. Of that. Yes, he's still their it's head true, coach, yeah. and he has the chance. Mark Titus at noon, a noon game where North Carolina <laughs> has always struggled in the history of time to get a signature win for yep. Mick Cronin against KJ Smith and the boys. Yep. the freshman team of North Carolina. Uh, yeah, we're gonna we're going to Vegas this weekend. We're gonna try to do some fun stuff uh, for the podcast. It's for fun. We're gonna, we're gonna try to go to Top Golf. See if Chris Vernon's there. Um, he's not. We uh we were excited about this. We were much more excited about this trip a few months ago, but uh, that's okay. It'll still be a good time. So um yeah, check that out. You seem very resigned to not proclaiming that Ohio State is still a top five team in the country. You well, seem like you're back to being like their UCLA or North Carolina or listen, dare I say Kentucky. Here's what we're gonna talk about on the show today. We're gonna talk about how Ohio State is the number one team in the net rankings yet again yes. to start the season. Mm. We're gonna talk about how Ohio State is number one in Ken Palm yet again. Uh, and that's Kim all Pong, we need to look Kim at. Kim called out the media. He said, stop saying you're surprised that we have a fifth team that's number one. They're your rankings. They're yeah. your fault. Yeah, you're yeah. just wrong. Yeah, right, right, right. Stop right. saying you're shocked. Stop he's like, I've never been wrong. Yeah, he's like, I'm not wrong. Look at, look, look at Virginia. <laughs> um, we're going to talk about uh, uh, a fun a fun weekend in college basketball. We're yes. in Michigan game. We have Gonzaga, Arizona. I have a full Pac-12 update for the people. Tate's got the Pac-12 there's update. There's a lot of people that were upset. They were like, oh, you're really going to half-ass this after Carolina lost by 25 points? And the answer was yes, and now the answer is no. Yeah. At least for this show. Tate is having his feet held to the fire. He's going to give us the full extensive Pac-12 update. I want to do a little player of the year talk, too. So mm-hmm. uh, uh, we'll, we'll try to tack that on at the end here. So uh, we, we have a full show. We have a ton of stuff to get to. But first. Woody Durham. Hey, 
All right, it is Tuesday. It is about noon here in uh, Los Angeles, Tate, and um, I just want to start the show by acknowledging uh, we, we've been doing this podcast what about a month now? Yes, uh, roughly. Almost. We, we, the new iteration of Titus and Tate has been about a month. Let's just uh, say twenty days. That sounds the, better. The feedback has been coming in. A lot of five star reviews. Uh, we're very thankful for those. Um, we, we we love our listeners. Uh, but I, I read them all. I read I read the reviews. I read what people have to say. Uh, I think that's one thing that I strive to to have with this podcast is like a a relationship with the fans. It's not just us talking, and it's not a one way street. We don't just mm-hmm. put stuff out and not have hear what they say back. That's mm-hmm. why we did fan service Friday, a disaster, which was an absolute disaster. <laughs> we'll probably do it. We again. trusted you too much. Yeah. Um, and with that, I want to say like we we get a lot of feedback. The fans seem to to really like what we do here. But the one complaint they always have is that we talk about our alma maters too much. Uh, we talk about Ohio State, North Carolina way too much. Mm-hmm. Um, get to some other teams. There's yes. other stuff going on in the country. And I think uh, I was thinking about it Sunday night. Um, it just kind of popped in my head as I was planning for the show today. And I was like, I think we should give the fans what they want and not talk about Ohio State or North Carolina. Let's do it. I think, I think that's, fair, what, right? that's what they want. Yeah, it's um, about time we pass. And I think uh, this just, it all makes sense. It's all kind of coming together that this would be a great week to not talk about them at all. Perfect. <laughs> I don't know why the timing just seems so fitting, it just, but it does. It, it kind of rolls me, off honestly. the tongue when you say we shouldn't talk about those guys because why? They're not drumming up headlines. It's anything? not like it's like one of those teams lost their best player of the year. Yeah, exactly. Something. Dwayne Washington Jr. was out against Minnesota, <laughs> and people wanted to you know get on me like what what the hell happened to Ohio State? It's like mm-hmm. we didn't have our best guard. What did you expect? Can yeah. I just say, listen, okay, we're gonna talk about it. Um, do you want to go first? No, you go first. Okay. What what the fuck is it with guys named Carr? What yeah. is with guys named Carr? C A R R. Marcus R's. Carr drops thirty five on Ohio State. The last guy mm. who scored thirty points on Ohio State. Tony Tony Carr of Penn State. Mm. I'm out on Carr's Tate. I'm yes. so out on Carr's. I walked here. Okay. I walked to the studio today. Yes. I, I'm done yeah, with Carr. Like I'm never getting back in a car. I'm not getting in a car. Yes. Uh, I'm 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 absolutely done with Carr's. Um, Ohio's. I I called it on this podcast. I said it was a trap game against Minnesota because they were looking. They have Southeast Missouri tonight. Um, and they were looking ahead to that game against Southeast Missouri, and Minnesota was a trap game, and it, it proved to be true. That's it was truly a trap, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think they did look at the roster and realize that a guy was named Marcus Carr on their team, and then I realized, so when I saw Marcus Carr, I said to myself, oh, man, that must be Tony Carr's brother. Yeah, this right, guy right. just like, he loves Ohio State. The Carr family's like celebrating. Yeah. They're like, this is going to be a big night for us. Ohio State's coming to town. Antoine Carr is like up in the stand. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone's going crazy. And then I looked it up and I'm like, no, wait a second. His brother's Dwayne Notice. And if you remember Dwayne Notice, he is, of course, a part of the South Carolina Final Four team with, you know, Sendera yes. Thornwell, PJ yes. Dozier, all those guys. Did he play against Ohio State? How many did he scored? <laughs> so I was like, so there is no redemption here, but I will say this like, Dwayne Notice, I. Love that 2017 yeah. South Carolina Final Four team. Don't feel like they get enough credit for what they did. And also, P.J. Dozier was the first guy to wear 35 after Durant left OKC. Nobody seems to give him any credit for that. Sandarius Thornwell, he played on the Clippers before they became really good. They really let him wear 35 when they were yeah, left. Yeah, that was like their slight to him. That was like that's, big, that's why he yeah. was in all the pictures. It was like, and, but P.J. Dozier was like, it's just my Who number. Yeah, yeah, I want to wear it. He did what I did where I when I went to Ohio State. Uh, uh, I wore 34 the year after Terrence Dials was Big Ten Player of the Year mm-hmm. and wore 34. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of 34 jerseys in the crowd. Yeah. And I came step in as a freshman. Boom. Look at all the people wearing my jersey. Yeah, That's what he did. He's like, yeah, he's he's like, like God damn, going. people love my jersey. Uh, Oklahoma City 35. How about that? Um, 
Yeah, uh, I, I, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not worried about this game. You're for worried. I'm not worried. We're You're fine. Worried. We're, worried. we're fine. It's okay. It's, it's, it's not a big deal. It, it's college what, basketball. What this I happens. don't like <laughs> is that the last time we spoke on the air, you were saying Ohio State was going into this trap game, but you still feel like they would be the number one team. Or still, I wanted them but to be. But now you're one. talking I, to me like they're not even the best team well, in the CBS Sports <laughs> Classic this weekend, when we both know that they are by far the best worried. team in the CBS Sports Classic. Okay, so I'll say this: uh, Dwayne Washington Jr. I'm not, I'm not trying to take away from Minnesota's win, but you know, Dwayne Washington Jr. didn't yeah. play. He's our best guard. He's our best scorer on the perimeter. He's the guy that uh, killed Carolina. If, if you've listened to any commentary I've had on college basketball the entire time I've been doing this professionally, you know how much uh, guards who can create their own offense matter to me. I'm not alone in this. This is a, you know, this anybody is, who watches yeah. college basketball is like, that's how you win games is guards who can create their own offense. Um, so, yeah, it would have been new helpful. basketball fans, we call that Kimba Walker. Exactly. Mm -hmm. It would have been uh, helpful to have a guy who can create his own offense out there for Ohio State. I'm, that's all I'm saying. The guy who torched mm -hmm. North Carolina, that would have been helpful to have him. We didn't have him. Caleb Weston was in foul trouble all game because refs have no idea how to officiate him. Mm -hmm. um, the refs were bad both ways. If you say both ways, it doesn't sound like you're complaining. I think when you have fat, you can like, sound absorb like the contact better, but when yeah. you're fit like Caleb is now, you know, it's not absorbing as much. He's getting the calls. Uh, more they, bone to bone. They were bad both ways, and I say that solely so no one accuses me of being a homer. But um, mm -hmm. no, th th I, I really this has become a problem with Caleb is they have no idea how to officiate him. He fouls a lot, and they don't call it. And then like he gets called for ticky tack stuff because he's just kind of like big and like lean certain ways on guys, and and refs have no idea what to do when they're. And then so he like three of his fouls I think were offensive fouls, and yeah. they were all bad calls. But then he also I will concede that he's also hacking the shit out of guys on the defensive end. So I don't know. It's just a, it's just a bizarre thing. And then he's out for most of the game. It's all right. We're fine. We're fine. We got Kentucky. We're fine. The interesting thing we're about fine. the Big Ten is that the only team that's one and zero in the whole conference is Michigan State. Mm -hmm. Everyone else is one and one. Everyone else is five hundred. And then the only team that has only <laughs> got a record of zero and one is Northwestern. And guess Chris who, Collins is yeah, dead and last. they're playing each other. So oh, yeah, yeah. this is the chance for Chris Collins to go so deep in the hole as zero and two, and everyone else above him is at one and one at that mm -hmm. point. Then Michigan State's up top, so it's good for Michigan State. The argument of them being the still the class of the Big Ten, maybe that's why you're worried. This would Possibly. be big for Chris Collins to pull this off, though. No, he may be done coming off of the NCAA tournament appearance last year. That was last year, right? No. <laughs> hmm. Feels like it was last year. Three years later. Three years later, Chris. You may be 0-2. Um, congratulations to Minnesota on winning the national championship uh, by beating Ohio State. Pretty good. Um, but no, they won the net bowl. We're still number one in the net. That's all that matters. Uh, can we talk about your team and get that out of the way so then we can move on to the games that actually matter? Uh, it, it's over, right? It, mm -hmm. it, it, it's over. North Carolina lost to Wofford in Carmichael Arena. First, What is this? The first regular season home game since 1968 in, in 1986. Carmichael? Same difference. And the last time Dyslexic, there was a man that. by the name Kenny Smith who was the starting point guard in that game. And he went on to become a two-time NBA winning point guard with the Houston Rockets. Mm -hmm. However many years later, KJ Smith transferred from Pacific. Great kid. Love him. He was the starting point guard in this game. Everyone seemed to be very excited about that. My first thought was, wait, what? <laughs> and Wofford has Carolina's number. I don't know what kind of curse Jerry Richardson pulled when he left the Panthers with Wofford and North Carolina. I don't know what happened. But all I know is Wofford has it. Fletcher Magoo was there last year, of course. <laughs> we remember him. Now they got this new guy, Storm. I'm like, who the hell is Storm? Murphy, Storm's coming in. He's just hitting shots all over the place. They're, they're chanting Nate the Great in Carmichael Auditorium. <laughs> Embarrassing. 
You hate Walf- to see it. Wofford is now two and one in Chapel they didn't Hill. Even win the race of sixty nine. They won sixty eight to sixty four because Carolina can't even score sixty nine points. That's um, how embarrassing they are. I just wanted to bring up Carolina, not because they're relevant. I th- I think we're going to cross Carolina off, right? Like we're they're, we're done with Carolina for the season. I, but 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 but, but if I'm UCLA wins, I want to talk about that. No, if no, UCLA no, 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 beats no, no. Carolina, I'm not done until Mick Cronin says this is a signature win for this program when he beats KJ Smith in North Carolina on Saturday. That's um, when we'll stop talking about him. We got to wait for Mick Cronin to have a signature win. The Last time North Carolina lost four games in a row, uh, they've lost three in a row right now. They've lost four or five. Four or five. But now they have Gonzaga tomorrow. They right? beat Oregon. They're who, at, yeah, no, how the hell did they beat Oregon? The best team in the Pac-12. But again, we're going to get to the Pac-12 update later. I'll save that for later. Yeah. Uh, how how the hell did they beat Oregon? But um, they have Gonzaga tomorrow. Right? That's what it's we tomorrow. call a resume builder. It's at Gonzaga tomorrow. Yes, at correct? Gonzaga. Yes, um, of course. So they lose that. Spokane. It'll be four in a row. Mm-hmm. The first, the, the last time they lost four in a row was February of 2010. Sounds about right. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the, the, the when, when's the last time they scored like eighty points, even seventy five points Got against even Oregon. Is this the yeah. worst? Is it is is this the worst Carolina team you've ever seen? No, because is this worse I, than twenty ten? No, is this worse than the? This is not worse than two thousand two at all. This is not even close to that. Because not yet. That, that yeah, that <laughs> team was like looking around. You're like. How did we take Adam Boone over Jason Williams? And Bill Guthridge is just chopping ice, and he's like, I don't know. I like the kid. Um, but that was a tough time. But I would say in this iteration, Roy Williams said that he doesn't know what to do. He's like, at the end of the road, I'm tired. I'm more worried that this year is going to kill Roy Williams, and not like literally kill him, but like make him want to stop coaching. Because Dean Smith always said to Roy, and Greg Barnes said to this at the live show, like, he thought he left too soon. You know, he probably should have stayed for 97, mm-hmm. 98. So Roy doesn't want to leave too soon, but this team may make him leave. May make him leave. Yeah. yeah. To Roy's credit, he has not had the vertigo yet. He has not, he's not pulled that if out. If Roy yet. goes down, I won't say a word. <laughs> Coach Williams, you're doing your best. I mean, he should have called a timeout when Storm and the boys are making a 16 0 run. I understand that. But like in his mind, he's like, we got the under 12 timeout coming up. That would be crazy to call a timeout. We're going to need some of these timeouts later in the game. So he saves it. They still go on this run. And then in the game, we still don't have no timeouts. Nobody has any idea what you're talking about because no one actually watched. Okay. Well, I think America's Storm reached... Storm Murphy's parents watch that game. I'm going to they're speak... listening right now. They're like, yeah, talk about that 16-0 run. I'm going to speak for America and say that we are at the point with Carolina where we don't actually watch the games. We just we see that you're playing. We don't watch a second of it. We just check back in two hours later and cross our fingers that you lost so then we can all laugh. Yeah, that's, that's what kind people... Of, that's kind yeah, of where, where that's what America's happens when at you're, with Carolina. Yeah, when you're the champs. I mean, if you, we do with Duke. Yeah, I mean, it's, Cole it's, Anthony is out, uh, what, what, four to six weeks? Four to six weeks is with what a, they're saying. With an injured draft stock, is it? Is that no, what the no, official no. injury he got, is? He, he, got a, he got knee surgery, okay? Oh, yeah. A lot of people are saying... Why would he agree to get surgery, you know, at this point? Wouldn't that just mean he'd be out four to six yeah. weeks? Why couldn't he just, like, wait? And to those people, I say, we just lost to Wofford, okay? <laughs> Cole Anthony has every right to get a knee surgery whenever he needs it to get healthy. I, four to six weeks is not that bad if you look at the timeline, though. I have a feeling. If they beat UCLA. It's a signature win. Get things back going. They own the Pac-12. I have a feeling in four to six weeks we're going to hear about Cole Anthony's rehab is taking a little longer than we thought. He's, he's had a few complications. Uh, Here's the thing. Here are the things that matter in North Carolina season: Clemson in Chapel Hill. Mm-hmm. We got that, and that's during the Cole Anthony. Are you worried about this? In, very in, all, in all honesty, very worried. I, they've never ever won, right? Yes, it's never, never in the history. of So they will probably win very, this year, yeah. if you had to guess. But Cole Anthony, if he came back for that game, that'd be great. You got at Pittsburgh, at Capels, you know, little mm-hmm. place with you got 
Jason Cable knowing all the secrets on the bench, telling them everything about Carolina. They're going to get blown out in that game. But other than that, they could win some games. Georgia Tech, they could win. Have you have you moved on to just hating Duke yet? When is that is like honestly, when, they're not good enough hate to hate. Like I mean, to be honest, there's no good team in the ACC. I said that last week. There's no top five ACC team. And guess what, America? Check so the I, check the net. Yeah, like my question is like when do you when do you transition from like stop hoping anything good happens with the Carolina team and you're just oh, like, we, you know we, lo- we never had hope. That let's, was the thing. season's over. Now let's just make sure Duke Hope is a dangerous work. thing, Martitis. <laughs> and we never had it this season. Um you know who do, does have hope after pulling off a, a massive win in Ann Arbor? Oregon. The, the Ducks. Oregon Ducks. The team yeah. that North Carolina beat. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. The, this this was the game of the day in college okay. basketball on Saturday. This is the game of the week. And I know you wanted to save this for your Pac-12 update, but uh, I don't want to let you off that easy because I want your Pac-12 update to like actually I'm be... going to run through every team in the Pac-12. You want to do the Pac-12 update now? No, I want to okay, talk about save. Oregon first. Okay, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> let's do, uh, let's do the Oregon. Full run now. Let's talk about the Oregon-Michigan game. Okay. Um, Oregon wins 71-70 in overtime. Anthony Mathis is a jump shot at the end of regulation. Uh, yeah. He hits the deep three. It's a half second too late. Um. So it goes to OT. Peyton Pritchard. He missed the free throw. You know, everyone's freaking out about this. Peyton yeah. Pritchard missed the free throw. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's like, he's still, you know, can't can you trust him in March? That's what I was seeing. And I I don't understand this. Yeah. Uh I I I also don't. He uh Peyton Pritchard scored 13 points in a row, I think it was. Yeah, and he had 23 for the overtime. game, very Jordan number. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think this is officially the death of Xavier Simpson, defensive stopper. I think this has to be right. I think we have to we have to officially lay it to bed the uh, the Xavier Simpson reputation is like he he he's a defensive stopper who plays the game the right. This was a very very bad Xavier Simpson game, and I don't want to pile on the guy because I do like Xavier Simpson. We were like making fun of his hook shots and and all that stuff on the last show. Um, he's a good player. He's he's a very good college player. He's a guy that like if I was a Michigan fan, I would absolutely love him. I think. I, I tweeted after the game. I was like, he should play every minute of every game because they. I wouldn't trust anyone else to run the point for them. And like in, in any big game, he should be playing the whole time. Um, but it is very, very strange how we got to a point where like Xavier Simpson is regarded as like one of the best point guards in college basketball. And we go into these matches like last year. Every time they played Michigan State, it was like Cassius versus Xavier, and then Cassius just owned him, owned him, mm-hmm. and then they beat him three times. And, yeah. and then, you know, you, you figure that would be the end of it. But then this year coming into this matchup, it's like Xavier Simpson versus Peyton Pritchard, two, <laughs> two Titan point guards. And it's like, no, like Xavier Simpson is very, very good. But like, why, why do we have to put him on a pedestal as though he's better than what he is? Cause because he's, he's known. And yeah. That's how college basketball works. If you're a known entity, if people know London Parentes, then even if London Parentes isn't having a great year, they're going to talk about London Parentes yeah. when they talk about Virginia. And the same with Joel Berry after they won the title, you know, in North Carolina, mm-hmm. he didn't have a great year. But every time they same talk with about Trey North- Jones coming into the season, who's he's not having yeah. a horrible year, but he's like, yeah, like we were, we kind of talked about that where Trey Jones is, yeah, you're the guy that people guard. know. Yeah, you're yeah. supposed to be the yeah, best yeah. player, and everyone's kind of like, okay, I guess. It's kind of like Prince Ali with UCLA. You know what I mean? It's like there's no way he's the best player on the team, but he's the most well-known entity, so he's the guy. Can I just say too about Oregon? I uh, Anthony Mathis's jump shot is beautiful. This this is a uh, I I don't know if he's my he, he I don't know I have to think through this. He might be my favorite shooter in the country, but who cares? That's not what I'm talking about. I, I could watch this guy shoot. I don't need to see if it goes in. I just could. I just want to see like an ISO cam of him just shooting. He's got like perfect form. Um, every time he shoots, I think it's going in. Uh, he reminds me in that regard 
Who's the guy? It was Lamar Patterson on Pitt. Do you remember oh, him? Oh, I love Lamar Patterson. Yes, great ACC basketball player. That was the guy. I was, I was, I knew it was a Pitt guy. It was Lamar Patterson. Now I remember. Um, who I was the same way. Like I remember when Lamar Patterson. What, what year was that? Like 2014? 2014. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The year that they were really good. Yeah, yeah, dude. Every time he shot it, I was like, my God, I don't even care. The year that Cam would... Johnson was like, I'm gonna transfer yeah. from this team and then go to North Carolina because he played so well in the Dino. I would rather watch Anthony Mathis miss jump shots. Then watch Xavier Simpson make jump shots. I think that's where I've arrived with the Anthony Mathis jump shot. He's shooting 52, but here's my problem with him. He's shooting 52.6% from three this year. Anthony Mathis is. Mm. You know how I feel about this. You got to shoot more. You got to shoot more. You cannot shoot shoot 53%. Yeah. Yeah. He had six threes against Michigan. Uh, What is Xavier Simpson's hook shot percentage on the season? 16%? (laughs) He did make, he made made one. one. He made made one. one, And the guy he's calling, I forget who was calling that game. Uh, Was it Raftery? I don't think so. I don't think it was Raftery. Um, they went nuts. They make he makes one hook shot. They go nuts. They're like, "There it is. There's the hook shot. He did it, guys." And and you ignore that he was well. He was like three for eleven in the entire game. And yeah, something like that. But I will say, Mich- the, Michigan. If the season ends, that you know, like if this is, there's mm-hmm. no much hope. They finish fifth or sixth in the Big Ten. They you know barely make the tournament. They're a nine seed, eight seed. It's still a success, right? If you're Jawan, if you're Jawan Howard, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. That's I, what I think. Well, that's what happened when when they came back from Bahamas and they got in the they got top the boots, five. Yeah. Like I think all Michigan fans were like, "Wait, what? I don't really want this. This is." Way too high, but okay. I like we'll the fun, it. scrappy yeah, yeah, version yeah. of this team. Yeah, 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 but they're not. I mean, we talked about it on the last show. Like they, I, I don't think they have the the only guy that can like really consistently get in the paint and create shit is Xavier Simpson, and he can't finish. So, like that's they're, they're always going to be. Kinda, I need more fronds. They're always going to be kind of stagnant there. Yeah, he had twenty one. He had a good game. He hasn't been shooting well. He, he's had the reputation. He's had the Jack White situation going on where it's like. He's a great shooter. He's a great shooter, but he's not actually sure about that. He's not actually yeah. making anything. Yeah. But he finally uh, he was finally hitting against Oregon. Good to see that. I always enjoyed those guys that come into school that are like, this guy is a shooter, and then they put him on like at the three. You know, like mm-hmm. I remember Anthony Davis a little bit too. They were like, we may play small forward as well. And you're kind of like, I mean, maybe, but like <laughs> just put him in the post, I guess. If he um, wants to. Carl Town, same thing. I also I want to acknowledge that uh Oregon is undefeated in the United States as well. Ooh. Carolina beat the their, their one loss is Carolina, which gets more confusing by the day. Um, but that happened in Bahamas, so Oregon is technically undefeated in the United States. If Oregon wins the national championship and this North Carolina team has the claim is to the- that they beat Oregon, <laughs> the national champions, I'll be okay with that. Especially if Cole, Cole Anthony almost went to Oregon, so yeah, yeah. Like, you know it would all work out. That'd yeah, nice. yeah, that's my hope. That's all I got right now. You're asking what I have left. That's what I have left. I'm still lost in that. Um, Man, yeah, Michigan's really struggling. I don't know if I really trust this Oregon team either, but I think they're the best team in the Pac-12. Ooh, get Should, to it. You, you've been, yeah, you've been. I want to make like some music for this. You, like, you've been looking at your I lips. really, I really want to like fully go. I was scared. I was scared. Your Pac-12 update was just going to be. Let's no, we're going to run Oregon. through every team, and we're going to we're going to yeah. run through the last. All right, team go. First. Let's do it. We we can't we can't resist it. You can't resist anymore. You're, you're no. So this is your Pac-12 excited. update. I wish I do. You know the lady that her husband is using her Instagram to then threaten me and also threaten you to talk about the Pac-12 legitimately. Wait, what? Yeah. No. Yes. And they said that they've reached out to you as well, but they were like, "If you don't talk about the Pac-12," <laughs> well, and I was like, "It's what? What do you need?" From never me? forget the West Coast and the Pac-12 are. That's the only specific. That's the only conference or the okay. only region of the country that we did a specific podcast for. Yes, 
Remember when we did that? Yes. We did a full West Coast episode. Yes. Once we, upon a we, time. We did a full West Coast extravaganza. We'd never have done an East Coast extravaganza. We've never. never done a Midwest or a South and extravaganza. everyone's like, that's every other show. And we're like, yeah, yeah that's where college <laughs> basketball is happening. That's We've, where it's uh, going on. We are now devoting a Pac-12 update. We've never done a, a Big Ten update, have no. we? I don't remember. I don't recall. I don't an ACC, ACC update. Up, no. or an SEC now we're doing update. a Pac-12 update on every fucking show, and yeah. it's still not enough for the people. I don't know. It's yeah. once a week. We're not doing it on Fridays, <laughs> but you know, you know what we're talking about. All, All right, right, let's get to it. Go ahead. So there are two different phases to what we're going to discuss here when we talk about the Pac-12. There's one conversation which is the legitimate Pac-12, and there's another conversation which is my Pac-12, our Pac-12. You know, okay, what I mean? yeah, which yeah. is like. Everyone west of the Mississippi. Gotcha. You know, pretty much in my yes. mind. Yes. That yes. Texas is in the Pac-12. Yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> as far as Shaka Smart is concerned, they are in the Pac-12. Is Kansas going to win the Pac-12? Yeah, I don't know. We're, I don't know. Let's, let's see out. what happens. Let's see what happens this year. Kansas owns the Pac-12. Uh, all right. First team that we've got to talk about, the worst team in the Pac-12, Washington State. Okay, they're there. Mm. Kyle Smith is their coach. Easy. I didn't know that. <laughs> I thought Ken Bone was still the coach. I guess not. They're struggling, okay? <laughs> Six and four. All right, now we're getting real to the nitty-gritty. California. All right, we got Mark Fox at California. California is not good at all this year. No. Viking Jones is not the coach anymore. Jason Kidd is not the coach. Still. Jason Kidd is also Was, was not Jason the coach. Kidd the one? Re- refresh my memory. Was he, like, the reason he's not the coach is because he hadn't doesn't have a degree yes you have to graduate yeah to be a college it would be him if he would have actually had his degree but he doesn't and he's like i'm jason kidd can you just like make it let me pass like isn't that the whole point of this and everyone's like yeah isn't that the whole point (laughs) of this like what the hell (laughs) anyways california started the year four no they lost five of their last seven and pretty much every team that they play in california despite being california Uh they lose to so California, <laughs> if you're in California and you play California, you're going to win that game. That's tough. That's the Pac-12 update. But they beat everyone outside of California? Yeah, they're beating yeah, everyone they're outside. That's not a good team. But they're losing yes, to yes, yes. Cal State Northridge. Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah. Number 10 on the list might be a shocker. People were shocked by this. UCLA. Mick oh, Crow- are, you, are you going through power? Yeah, yeah right I'm now? breaking okay. the top right, 12. Go. Yeah, no, I'm going all the way to the top. Okay. I'm going to give you one note on all these teams okay. and what I learned. Okay. One, no idea who Kyle Smith is. <laughs> Had zero clue. I actually like what I saw from Washington State. Kind of believing, you know? But, yeah. but aside from that, UCLA, what? no belief. Okay. No belief in this team. Mick Cronin has broken these men down and they will not come back. Yeah. You know what I mean? A lot of times you break people down, you think that's like a, a rise, you know, maybe a Dark Knight Rises situation. Mm-hmm. It's not. These guys aren't coming back. Mick Cronin, they're dead to him. And at the end of the day, when you look at this team, that's my new thing. I love when people, <laughs> that's not people are saying this because we've been saying this for a long time at the end of the day. Yeah. Mick Cronin will be fired. He will be fired at the end of the day. At the, at the, end, end, of day. <laughs> at the end of at the end of this day, he will be fired. No, I'm kidding. It reminds me of a uh, Vital. I was watching the Memphis Tennessee game, and uh, Vital says, "I'll tell you one thing." He says that at least forty times a game. He's like, "I'll tell you one thing." James Wiseman comes back. This is going to be a completely different team. And I tell you one thing, and he just goes on. And I'm like, Dickie V, that's more than one thing. Those sir. are lots sir, of things. That's a lot of things, <laughs> sir. Those are things. <laughs> that's multiple things, sir. Mick uh, Cronin is seven and four. A lot yep. of people are saying that this team is just not his guys. Yep. My Pac-12 update is, are we sure that any of these guys that Mick Cronin wants will go to UCLA? You have to give him four full years to get his guys, to get the old guys out. Yes. You have to, four full years is a full cycle. Get the old guys out, get his new guys in, establish a culture, Tate. Give him four years. That's what I say. <laughs> Let me just tell you, and he's got forty. He's got four years to do it. I think that's the contract, right? So he's going to get fired at the end of that contract or just not resigned or whatever you're going to say. But at the end of the day, <laughs> Mick Cronin is not going to make it at UCLA. That's yeah. what I was saying. 
That's all I, don't I can think, say. I don't think he. I don't think he wants to make it. I think the UCLA thing was just to get him out here. I think the UCLA thing was he wanted Which, to get the hell out of Cincinnati. I think he. I think he lived his entire life in Cincinnati. He. he if he, you're Godfrey, you're just waiting. Yeah, you're just waiting. I, I think. I think it was a lifestyle thing. Like Cronin just wanted to get out of the Midwest. UCLA is something that makes a ton of sense because you can like sell that to people in Cincinnati. You yes. don't look like a you don't look like you betrayed Cincinnati. It's like I had to. It was UCLA. It's blue blood. Yeah. Like you can't leave UCLA to go to UC Irvine, which is where he's going to end up. I was gonna say <laughs> like Pepperdine. Is yeah, what Pepper, I was there yeah. yeah. I was like Romar is shaking his boots. You, yeah, you can't leave Cincinnati and go to Pepperdine if you're Mick Cronin. But if you stop at UCLA along the way, yes, then it's more palatable for the people of of Cincinnati. So I think that's what he was doing. Seven he and four. You know. If they beat North Carolina on Saturday, like we said, does he get a contract extension? Because <laughs> that's what I think. I think that's my biggest. That's my news. Like, what are we watching out for? That's what I'm worried about. All right, number nine, Arizona State, the Sun Devils. I know a lot of people think mm-hmm. Arizona. Forks up, baby. Yeah, they, they think Arizona State might be ranked if they beat St. Mary's. I'm saying all this in quotations because I'm not sure these games are happening. But anyways. When do they play St. Mary's? This Wednesday. Oh, they're gonna win. It's it's Mr. December, Bobby Bags. Bobby Bags is he's, ready. He's a Mr. December guy. This they beat Georgia by twenty, which is like their claim to fame right now. Everyone's mm-hmm. saying Arizona State blew out Georgia. You and I both watched Georgia in person. Mm-hmm. Is that impressive? No, no, Georgia, not at all. Georgia beat Chaminade on a last second shot. Yeah, <laughs> and then they tried to act like they didn't just beat on a yeah. last second shot. Like yeah. in the same right. way that Kevin Keats, the way that I'm gonna act about NC State and Kevin Keats not hitting a half court shot against UNCG to win. Yeah. That's how they're acting about Chaminade. Yeah, you know what I mean, right. it's like, yeah, we just won that yeah, game. Yeah, we, we had. A, yeah, don't tell. The resume people. We were in total control that entire time. We knew we were going to hit the last second shot the whole time. We weren't scared. Remy Martin. Mm -hmm. Somehow good. Really good. Okay, I'm listening. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. I'm saying like right now. I don't, I don't know if he like. No, I, I yeah. have no idea what you're talking about. I know who Remy Martin is. What do you mean like somehow get like he's he's much better than he was he, last year? He, according to the Pac-12 aughts, is a contender for Pac-12 Player of the Year. Now really? I don't know how distinguished that award is. But it is an award. I got to talk to uh, our guy, Zach Schwartz, who used to uh, work with us at the ringer. He's an Arizona State guy. I go golfing with him all the time. He, he, he's, he's feeding me the Arizona State propaganda at all times. So I got I to see what he has to say about all this. So I'm going to segue into phase two out of Arizona okay. State. Segue to a guy that he worked for, Herb Sindek. Santa Clara, moving up the ranks. Like, if Santa Clara played California tonight, uh-huh. Santa Clara's winning that game. So, Probably by 20 points. Santa Clara is number nine on your Pac-12 rank. Is that what you're saying? Santa Clara Eight. in my Pac-12, which is what <laughs> will be the second phase of this. Because I'm going to ask you, just I want to rank who the best team in the Pac-12, which I think is a lot larger than what yeah. the 12 teams I'm talking about. But I'm giving them what they want. All okay. right, Utah, next Utah. up on the list. <laughs> Utah beat BYU, which I don't understand um, at all. Really? What is happening? Is B- <laughs> is BYU the best team that doesn't win? Yeah, like Tulson and BYU and Pope and like these guys that we really believe in. BYU is the Jack White of teams. I don't <laughs> like understand. They don't make it. shots, but like they don't win games. But I swear they're a good team. I swear I saw this team in Maui. I was like, they 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 are a very good team, but they don't win. So I did, I'm kind of running out of um, excuses for them. I don't know. Here is their chance. Don't let them get hot. That's all. I'll no, no, say. no. Yeah, don't let them get hot. Here's their chance for redemption with Utah themselves, not BYU. BYU has no chance for redemption right now. Maybe once they get into conference play, Utah plays one of the teams that I'm going to ask you is the best team in the Pac-12 slash the West Coast, which is San Diego State. Mm-hmm. Huge showing in the net rankings. They were mm-hmm. the highest ranked team in the net rankings. They're number three, right? Number three. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Undefeated. Yeah. Waiting for the crickets. Yeah. Yes. Number three, <laughs> the Aztecs. They play Utah in Los Angeles. And we're going to go to that game? We don't we? know. No, probably okay. not. But <laughs> What is it? 
It's coming up. I think okay. it's right. it's coming up. They're that's, playing. That's good enough. I, I just wrote like, down they playing. So no, this, you're, you're doing a great job. This is a better Pac-12 update than I anticipated. Oh, I'm, I'm ready to it. go. Next up, we got Oregon State, the Beavers. Okay, okay. so a guy that you hung out tinkle with in Chapel Hill, Chad Flack. Yeah. Man, lost to the Beavers twice in the mm-hmm. national championship in baseball. Mm-hmm. So me personally, don't like Oregon State. Never have liked Oregon State. Don't like Beavers either. You're don't not a big think Beaver dams fan. are that tight. You're just think a... it seems pretty self-explanatory. But back to the Beavers, this team, 8-1, and one, maybe better than Oregon. Okay. That's the talking point. People in Oregon are saying maybe Oregon State. Maybe that's what people are saying. That's what people are saying in Oregon. This is the most Trump thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> this is the Pac-12. People are saying. Do you know what the Pac-12 update is? It's called BS, and that's what that man does. I mean, just at the top. People man. are saying. A lot of, I'm, I'm seeing a lot of chatter people on the internet. People are freaking out over this on the internet. Uh, they have a weak non-conference slate, so... Everything I've said, throw it away. Uh, yeah. Throw it away. That's Oregon State. That's the other right. Next to a team that I actually care about, Jared Hass and the Stanford Cardinal. Okay. I still don't like it's the Cardinal. Yeah. Um, I think it should be an S or just I don't like it. But anyways, Stanford Cardinal. KZ left. KZ Akpala mm-hmm. went to the NBA. They're okay. supposed to be really bad. Okay. They're nine and one. Jared Hass, what they're saying, the people in the Pac twelve circles, coach of the year, Pac twelve coach of the year, early season already. coach of the year already. They're already sitting. Already. Yeah. Haven't even played in the Pac-12 yet. Yeah, yeah. Already top of the top of the shit. Jared Haskin. I got to get on these message boards you're on. Man. No. no <laughs> these Pac-12 circles you're running in. I basically just am taking what I see, and then I'm just turning it into a headline. Yeah, right. for the, maybe I should work for the Pac-12 network. I'll stir up some drama. Buffaloes next up. Like on we, the list. we we get the uh, that that's how we we drive up ratings on Pac-12 is you and I are, are skipping Shannon of the Pac-12. We just get on there and just like argue about Pac-12 basketball. But are you, you kidding me? That is the best show on you're TV. The fl- I know. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Let's yeah, watch I, it. That's what let's I'm watch, saying. Let's watch it. Let's go do it. Yeah. Colorado, number five mm-hmm. on the list. They play Dayton in Chicago Ooh, on Saturday. Big game. Big game. Yes. Mm-hmm. They are eight and two. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Good. That's good. That's a good. That's a good nugget. It's good very nugget. important. Good nugget. Next yeah. up, we got the USC Trojans. They are on probation. So, <laughs> my question to you is: Can they we are. talk about them? Because they, they beat the- Harvard, which is like the ultimate if you're cheating in sports is to play Harvard and just beat the shit out of them. You yeah. Know what I mean? Just to send a message yeah. like we are USC. Um, I like that. I like fight on. That's fight on mentality. Right. They had there. the notice of allegations drop. What was it? Friday night. Yeah. Like yeah. Friday. It's it called a Friday super, news super, stuff. Yeah. Andy Info is like, just please put it out put on it out Friday. Now. And they're like, I got you, Andy. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. We got to get a new football coach right. in here. Urban's coming soon. Yeah. Uh, TCU. They beat TCU. Yeah. Um, Okay. Again, on probation. No, don't know how much we can talk about them. Next up, Arizona, number three on the list. A lot yep. of people would say number two on the list, and a lot of people would be wrong. Arizona lost to Gonzaga. Gonzaga is mm-hmm. officially the Pac-12 champion based on the analytics we have here um, at Titus and Tate. And uh, so they won the Pac-12. Congratulations to the Zags. Going uh, to be good what for they? What have they won? Eight in a row against the Pac-12 now? Yeah. You, do you know the last? Here's a nugget for you. Here's a Pac-12 nugget for you. The do last you know the Pac-12 last team? team to beat? Derek Williams, Arizona. Was it? I have no idea. No. I, I think it <laughs> <laughs> might be. I don't know. Um, no. It was uh, UCLA in 2015 in Spokane. Isaac Hamilton at 20 for UCLA. Wow. Isaac who, Hamilton. You know if who, you told me that name, I would have said he played in 2012. Uh, yeah. You know who ha- he probably did play in 2012. Oh, I mean, maybe. Just, I forget that you can be there for <laughs> <yeah>. four years. <laughs> you know who, it was the, who got the most minutes in that game for UCLA? Bryce Alford. Oh, yeah, I was gonna say days, I was gonna yeah. say Jordan Farmar, yeah. but then I'm like really off on my years. Um, um, yeah, 2015, last time uh, Gonzaga lost to a Pac-12 team. 
2015 was the same year that Bryce Hoffman shot a three in the NCAA tournament, and then they called Goldson. It was and they three won. feet short. And yeah, it, against and it SMU. Went. Yeah, like the guy just got a rebound, and they were like Goldson. It'd be like if they called Goldson like Lorenzo Charles when he caught the the air ball yeah. and dunked it. They'd be like Goldson. That's exactly the play. Yeah. Can you imagine? By the way, you know how much that happened probably like back in the day. Like, I don't know. Maybe I'm I'm gonna go off on a tangent here, but I I swear yeah. that like before TV, just imagine how much cheating went on. And and with refs and you know like Adolf Rupp in in Kentucky, oh my God! I can yeah. only imagine how much and and the same with Carolina, the same the same with all these no, places, no, same no, with no, no. UCLA. Back, go back to Kentucky. <laughs> okay, go back to Kentucky. <laughs> like, do you know how easy it would be to cheat to to not like I don't know to just have the refs just make blatantly horrible calls and the games aren't on TV and then you, a team gets screwed and like the other, you're you're a visiting team playing at Kentucky in like the 60s and you just get completely hosed yes and you're just like what just happened and no one no one gives a damn there's no video of it there's no <laughs> yeah they're like get the hell out of here we won <laughs> yeah we won you're like Dude, we won by 20 points you're like nah it's not what the scoreboard the, the older I get the more I think about all that the more I think like no NCAA title should count before like 2000 two or something let's say 95 like, yeah we'll give jim herrick let's give jim herrick we gotta give so ucla Godfried, one we want yeah. godfrey and romar to have won a title so ucla we'll needs to have one yeah, yeah. yeah. but before that like oh my god the cheating that went on like the the college basketball started in 1995 with jim herrick cheating so much that they won the title yeah and then that's like the foundation of like this is what new cheating looks like cars and houses yeah if you want to be a Not cynic, cash. if you want to be a cynic, and I don't, I'm just saying uh, someone else does. These people running your Pac-12 circles might. Yes. Um, oh yeah. You could say that like John Wooden is just is just dropping bags with Sam Gilbert to get all these no, they players would never say that in the to Pac-12 come to, you, to they would UCLA say for the love of the game. They came and then they play all their games at home. No. The, the entire NCAA tournament is played within like a a, a a 20 mile radius of UCLA's campus until the title. Have you ever game. heard of the Pyramid of Success? <laughs> <laughs> That's what they would say about this. All right, we get, on. We, okay. we, get we, got, we got off track. Go we ahead. didn't talk anything about Arizona, by the way. We didn't talk about uh, uh, Sean Miller still sweating. Sean Miller, uh, yeah, his cough is. We got to get this cough figured out. We I got, think we got to get I, the cough figured well, out. Well, I think um, the cough is always a nice. I've learned in speech, people like to have little ticks to break up the conversation, or especially when they say so. A cough sometimes is a nice way to cover what you say. So he's Sean's not, created the cough as a way to. Sean, did you pay these kids? Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> I did not <clears throat> pay these kids <clears throat> last night. He, I, I understand that Arizona has a good offense this year. That's what I've been told. That's um, what I've been told. I wouldn't say games, I understand. The games it. I've watched, I I'm not really <laughs> seeing it. This, I, I, I've had enough of. Uh, I, I've had enough Sean Miller basketball to last a lifetime of watching robotic big men. And I like Najee, their freshman. They have he plays really hard, and every time he dunks mm. it, he he celebrates like he. I don't know. It's what's up. It's, it's not the first time he ever dunked. I love his enthusiasm. It's great, but Arizona's big guys once again are kind of robotic. Once again, they can't shoot threes. At least they couldn't against Gonzaga. They were horrible from the three point line. What's going on and, with Nico? He's not even the best freshman know, on the team. Let's not talk about that. Yeah, he was he was three for twenty though, and and I know that sounds bad to hear three for twenty. But Jesus. here's here's the silver line in three for twenty. This man was three for nineteen at one point and thought to himself. This next shot's going in, yeah. and he shot it. And I love that confidence out of my freshman point guard. And I would say this, 4 for 20, just mathematically, is a lot better. 
Like even you know, you just think about like quiz status. You know, like you get your quiz back, you just like do the math down. You're just like four out of twenty is not terrible. Yeah. You know, yeah. three, poof, that's yeah. like you gotta you gotta lock it up. Yeah, you gotta lock yeah. it up, man. Uh, uh, let's talk about number two team, okay, Oregon. Whatever we already talked about them. They're number two, and then the number one team, the team that we really care about, and the team that is number two in all of the West Coast, the Washington Huskies. Mm. Your boys, the Starbucks Magoos. Okay, the guys that that just dish out Starbucks okay. across the media to get their favor. They've won. He's won. Washington number one in the Pac-12. Congratulations. He's number one. The yeah, the Huskies. Oregon are one. beating Michigan. No, is not Oregon enough. lost to North Carolina. <laughs> that is bad. They are docked for that. They are docked for that. And I still don't think an overtime win is like the most impressive thing in the world. And I don't think Michigan's that good. So I think Washington to me is the best team in the Pac-12 despite losing right Gonzaga. Right now, but yeah, this there's is a lot of basketball. Update. We got more updates to come. There's right a now. lot of basketball left. Washington to be number one overall. The West Coast Gonzaga number one. So it's one A, one B, one C. San Diego State. I think I'm gonna make this a catchphrase of mine too. Is there's a lot of basketball left to be played. There's a lot. I want to say that after everything. Yeah, I like that. I like that phrase. There's like, a lot. You you say something. There's basketball to be played. Jared Haas is the coach of the year in the Pac-12. Yes, but but there's a lot of basketball. Left Remy to be Martin is the Pac-12 Player of the Year, but January is coming. Um. That's great. That was a great Pac-12 update. I feel like that. Anything mom else we got to sum up with the Pac-12? And her wife, everyone will be very happy about that. Uh, Bill Walton gave out John Wood's number on ABC. <laughs> that was awesome. I, you, 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 we overlooked that. <laughs> That's that actually. If if I could give a real Pac-12 update, that would have been the Pac-12 update. Um, are you are you a believer in Gonzaga? Because I. Hey, what do you mean? Do I like, believe they exist? Yes. Uh, I don't think Spokane exists, but I do think the Gonzaga team exists. Petrushev, uh, Tilly, and Kispert are really good, but like I, I look at those three guys and I think to myself, if those are your, if that's your three-headed monster, I, that's not enough for me still. Yeah, I don't know. So it's much weird. So that when, then, I, when I mentioned you that Killian Tilly could be considered their best player, you were like scoffed at the idea yeah, yeah. because you're so resigned to thinking that he has to be their eighth guy, which I agree with. That's the problem. But they, I, yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't feel like Gonzaga is as good as. Don't take this wrong. They're very. I don't. I don't know what oh, I'm saying. Uh, don't hurt. Basically, it's like the landscape of college basketball is such that like Gonzaga probably is the second best team in the country right now. But like, I don't look at that Gonzaga team. Like last year's Gonzaga yeah. team was so so much, so better much better than this year's Gonzaga. Do you remember what happened so to them much last better. year? They went to North Carolina and Seventh Woods had 16 points on them. It was just happened? perfect. Is that what happened? And they won. Yeah, yeah. it was great. Yeah, Are you gonna repeat of that. Yeah, okay. Yeah, all right. No, so Gonzaga Gonzaga is one of the best teams in the country, but like I think it just speaks to the the landscape as a whole of college basketball. That, um, I don't know because I because I I look at them and I'm like, yeah, last year's team would beat this team by 25 at least. I want to point out that same person that I called out for telling me that Florida was going to make the Final Four based on their pre scout analysis. Uh, they texted me and said that all of college basketball is dog shit this year. Mm. Um, after being Bill, is it was it Bill? <laughs> <laughs> is that what people were saying? <laughs> Apparently, that's what scouts are saying too. Uh, people in Niceville. Or, or people in Gainesville or people all over the place that are driving around Florida and South Carolina and Texas and all over these places, uh, they're all saying, wow, these guys are really bad at basketball. And yeah. I say to this, blame the coaches. Yeah. It's about time we blame the millionaires up top because they seem a little too fat and happy. I, I say this, if you're watching college place. basketball to see super talented players play basketball, you've already made a massive mistake. No. This That's is, not why we watch. Yes. This is competition at its yeah. finest. This yeah. is why... We watch for the love yes, of the game. Yes. And it's all we watch for the sheer fact that potentially it could be you out there or your kid. Yeah. 
<laughs> it could be you. Uh, let's take a break. We're going to come back. I want to touch on this Memphis-Tennessee game a little bit. I didn't watch a ton of it. It was a very ugly game, but I just want to talk about the uh, more of the stuff surrounding it because Penny Hardaway-Rick Barnes rivalry is, is something. Um, and then I want to just need more penny. Content, yeah, man. Give me that. And then I want to talk about player of the year a little bit. All so right. we're going to do that. We're going to take a break for a second. Quick break to get a word from our sponsor, Dollar Shave Club. When we talk about Dollar Shave Club, we can't stress enough the quality of their products. Mm-hmm. They spent years developing, crafting, refining everything. They have everything we use to look, feel, and smell our best. You name it, they have it. We use it. We've been members for years. Mark Titus, you've been members for a year. You I, use everything. Been, yeah. You yes. love the I use prep it today. scrub. Yes. I used it today. Yeah. I shaved my face today. Officially. Mm-hmm. And you can see that. It's on the record. And as amazing as their shave stuff is, Dollar Shave Club is way more than just razors. Dollar Shave Club has you covered head to toe. They have everything you need to shower, shave, style your hair, brush your teeth, and yes, wipe your butt. Mm, love it. <laughs> love it and Dollar Shave Club can keep you, keep you automatically stocked up on the products you use you get what you want whenever you need it whether that's once a month or a few times a year you never have to waste time in a store wondering if what you're getting is any good as a Dollar Shave Club member we know what we're getting is the highest quality and right now you can get the quality of Dollar Shave Club's products to test their ultimate shave starter set is basically everything you need for an amazing shave the executive razor shave butter prep scrub and post shave do best part is you can try it for just five dollars mm-hmm. that's not a lie just five dollars one abraham lincoln but not a penny after that the restock box ships regular size products at regular prices get your ultimate starter set for just five dollars at dollarshaveclub.com slash tate t-a-t-e that's dollarshaveclub.com slash i just gotta say i love that it's you're getting still, you're getting upset about the, this the, the website they said that they can't do tits <laughs> and we got to figure out what the hell the next thing is <laughs> they, they they are saying on the record we will not do t-i-t-s I we can know. do tattoo. What we about can do, we can Titus? Do. You can't do five you letters. You can't do five Ta- letters. Five, it, who, it can only be four or less. What rule is this? Who, I don't know. This is ad. That's this not is true. ad copy. What, what is this? Nineteen ninety-eight? Like does the internet? Like no. This is office space. You got to add two. I mean, you got to go sakes. in. Yeah. Unbelievable. G- Given the reports. All right, we're back after a very extensive Pac-12 update. Um, I thought you did a great job, Tate. That was a great introduction to the. Uh, to the Pac-12, I, I learned a lot actually. I, uh, I, I, I feel like there's the Pac-12. The whole reason we're doing this is because it really does feel like the Pac-12 exists in a bubble. And um, as you were just ripping off stuff about Stanford, and I had no, you could have asked me before you said Stanford's what nine and one. You could have asked one. me before you said that mm-hmm. what is Stanford's record. I would have had no idea. To be honest, the most shocking thing for me was seeing the records of these teams and then yeah. <laughs> doing the the background check of who Honestly, they played. That could be a Pac-12 update is, is you just read the Pac-12 standings. And I think a lot of people listening will learn a lot. They'll be like, oh my God, really? Yeah. Oregon State? is Well, I, well, I learned that Washington State has like some upside. You know what I mean? Yeah. People are excited. <laughs> like, you know, the Washington State Cougars are pumped. I, oh, I love it. I love Pac-12 basketball. I, I the, the best case scenario is that like Oregon and Washington Washington and Arizona are all like really like like by the end of February they're all like in the top ten and they're all just no best case scenario is that the it, Pac-12 wins a title before yeah. the Big Ten. <laughs> no, <laughs> damn it, no, that is not the best case. That is the false. Best case. Fa- that is that is not the because then then we're gonna start doing the Big Ten update and act like they're the Pac-12 because that's those are the rules. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> whichever whichever power conference team gets the fewest teams into the tournament this year becomes the new Pac-12, and we do that's that fair. next year. Yeah, that's we'll do fair. that next year. It's gonna be yeah. the ACC update yeah, next year. The, yeah, I can't wait for the that. ACC that's gonna be great. Not yep. great this year. Yep. Uh, all right, moving on. Uh, Memphis, Tennessee. Um, I didn't watch a ton of this game. I I tried. It was very very ugly. At one point in the first half, Memphis goes eight minutes without scoring a point. A lot of times you get these droughts that are field goal droughts. <laughs> yeah. And but there's still free throws being made. Mm-hmm. Memphis had a zero point at a scoring, a straight up scoring drought. Of like As a eight Carolina minutes. fan this season, I've watched eight minute droughts yeah, scoring, so I can tell you it's laborious. Well, yes. when Carolina has eight minute droughts, they lose by 25 to Ohio State in the Dean Dome. When Memphis has eight minute droughts, they still win on the road in Tennessee. That's how ugly the game was. That they still won despite a an eight minute scoring. And Tennessee's drought. offense may be worse than Memphis's offense mm-hmm. based on what I saw and based on the fact that everyone I talked to, but I have two friends that went to Tennessee. You're doing a lot of talking to people. My God, look well, at you. I Just... don't like to watch anymore. Just <laughs> tell me what you like. You know, I'll talk, I'll talk about it. Uh, no, I'm kidding. But I didn't watch this game. I just watched the highlights with Penny afterwards. Cause that's all I really care about with Penny. I don't. The team is ugly at basketball. Like they don't know how to do anything on a basketball court. I don't know how much they're learning about basketball, but it doesn't seem like much. But I love Penny, so I'll watch Penny. Rick Barnes's team, same way. Honestly, he seems like he's a little resigned this year, as opposed to like the success mm-hmm. of the Jordan Bone, you know, last year's team. Jordan Bone should of all in. the guys you don't list Grant no, Williams, no, no, you don't no. say Admiral Scott. I think Jordan, Jordan Bone was first. severely underrated on that team. The same way that Tory and Green back in the day on the Florida teams was severely underrated. Okay. So just putting that out there. Okay. But anyways, <laughs> Tennessee, they keep saying they're a strong defensive team. And sure, yeah, I think they are a good defensive team, but they're so bad offensively, offensively that they yeah. have to be this good on defense. Yeah. You know? So I, I don't think that's a so I don't you, think that defines their team. So uh Quinones so is out. James Wiseman yeah. is uh, in an NCAA jail until just January twelfth. Just playing. Yeah. Um, so with they have their best guard Quinones or the best scoring guard Quinones is out. Uh, their best big guy, their best player Wiseman's out, and they they snap Tennessee's thirty-one game home winning streak. Does that do anything for you? Does that does that move the needle for you? It moves the needle in the sense that Penny's back and Penny yeah. owns Tennessee. Yeah. And I think Rick Barnes made a mistake by going back to Tennessee because he doesn't want the smoke from Jerry Stackhouse. Oh, he was about to leave. Yeah. He, 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 he's UCLA. Going to UCLA. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm saying. He came back and blew it. That was a mistake. Like, he should have yeah. gone. He should have just left. But then he used it to get more money in Tennessee. Yeah. Because he was like, I'm not scared of Penny Hardaway, but you should be. But he's he would have got fired at UCLA. UCLA exists just to... Everyone's going to UCLA to get fired. Yeah. Until everybody. they hire Earl Watson, yeah. I think everybody's just going to get fired. Yeah. And Earl Watson, when he gets there, is probably going to like change the whole program around. Everyone's going to be like, man, why don't we hire Earl Watson earlier? And he's going to be like, uh, yeah, I've been saying <laughs> exactly. that. Yeah. yeah, that's what I was yelling or at Earl guys. Watson turns the program around. They have like four good years. and then Tell he, me this. And then he leaves. <laughs> if Earl Watson is the coach and Baron Davis is his top assistant, you wouldn't mm-hmm. want to go play for those two guys? I would. I would yeah. Maybe over Penny Hardaway at this point. Um, Because you could be in L.A. Did you see that Penny... Uh, so, uh, Penny after the game said he wants to keep this rivalry going. It's important to him. Yeah. Mm, excuse me. It's important to him that he, he he his quote was like, "I know people that went to Tennessee that are from <laughs> Memphis, so for that reason, I want to keep this thing going." Um, last year, you might remember uh, two 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 things of note happened last year. Number one, Penny the, Hardaway. Yes. Got into a fight-ish, not for lack of a better term. A, a, a little, fight, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Just say a fight. And he was talking all that shit about Rick Barnes, and and um, it got a little heated at the FedEx Forum last year. Yes. Uh, that happened. Also, completely unrelated to that, but just want to remind everyone: a fan shit behind a concession stand. <laughs> totally set. You remember that, yeah. yeah. But honestly, like if you watch Penny Hardaway almost fight Rick Barnes, you'd probably shit yourself too. Yeah, that's just too good. <laughs> that's what you want to see. Um, 
So uh, this was the second time. They said on the broadcast, this is the second time that Memphis and Tennessee have played each other's ranked teams. The other time was in 08, I believe, mm. when uh, it was the one versus two game with Cal oh, and, and yeah, Bruce yeah, Pearl yeah, yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice. Um, so the rivalry's back. Or is it? Because <laughs> Penny's like, I want to keep this thing going. Rick Barnes was like, I signed this contract with Tubby Smith because I like Tubby. We're, we're some good old boys from the South that just, you know – Tubby so Smith at High heads. Point, which yeah, is yeah. if if you don't think High Point's gonna be a powerhouse in basketball in about five years, you're sorely mistaken because <laughs> they got some money. So uh, th- this was Rick Rick Barnes' point of view is like I I signed this deal because I like Tubby and I think it would, I thought it'd been fun to play against Tubby. I don't want to play against you, Penny. You're you you you're everything wrong with the game of basketball. I'm I'm speaking for Rick Barnes. Obviously. Oh yeah, did he say that? Well, I believed it. I was like, yeah, I was like, wow. Um, so Rick Barnes will not. Will not agree to. Uh, ex- he, he didn't say no, but he's just uh, he, he he will not commit to keeping this rivalry going. That's he didn't say no is a great Rick Barnes yeah. way to put things. And I also will say Penny will use that as him being scared to play Memphis, and he will actually win in the end if Rick Barnes doesn't play him. So yeah. if Rick Barnes is smart, he would just play them and beat them. They they have to play each other. They have to play each other. We, we have to make it happen. Should we get like a Nashville correspondent to say if they care about Memphis? Because I think that would be hilarious yeah just to hear like the other side of that argument yeah, yeah. no i don't really go down to memphis too much <laughs> <laughs> oh man um yeah they have to play each other we, we need uh we need it in nashville is what i was what i'm saying yeah and like then, like just play, played in vanderbilt's arena <laughs> yeah yeah play in front of jerry stackhouse jerry stackhouse is like the arbiter Bil- of the whole Bil- thing is like the the, yeah. the battle for tennessee and it's ba- played in vanderbilt's arena and, and jerry, has nothing and to jerry do stackhouse it. calls the game and officiates it like he's like the head official just sits on the sideline he's like yeah i don't play in the type of game we just we we you know, we, there there are too many rivalries, non-conference rivalries that are are going extinct. IU Kentucky is no mm. more. Kansas Missouri is no more. It's a uh, it's sad. We we ha- we have to preserve these rivalries, and uh, I hope they I hope they continue to play. There's that. a new one that's about to start this weekend. UCLA Carolina. This, <laughs> this is Mick Cronin's signature victory on the way. Um, I want to have this discussion about uh, player of the year because uh, I was I was thinking about this. I texted you this morning about this. Um, yes. The the narrative around this college basketball season so far is that all the top teams are losing. Uh, it's it's chaos. We are we are due for um, uh, an insane NCAA tournament. There, there's a lot of uh, no. Lot, a lot of commentators are jumping the gun already. There's more talk of like this has a tournament feel to it. Um, <laughs> that's happening more than it than it has. It, it's happening at an unprecedented rate. Um, so all all the conversation is on the teams themselves. The top teams are losing to unranked teams. That. It it hit me. I haven't really heard anyone's thoughts on the national player of the year race because no one knows no, no one's who the talking best about player this. Yeah. is. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I thought we we are pioneers. We we start discussions. That's what we do for a living. Everyone just listens to us. We I, I brought it up uh, the one time about the the human centipede, and uh, you know, you take your opinion, you shit it in the next guy's mouth, and you just keep passing along. Who's at the head of the human centipede? Why not us? Why not us? Why don't we start it mm-hmm. and we just shit our opinions down the line and okay. uh, let other people get going? So uh, I wanted I wanted to discuss the national player of the year race and see how you where you see it, where I see it, and uh, yeah, Marcus Carr is the name that comes to mind. No, I'm <laughs> all kidding. right. That's the show. I, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. I think the the race is a simple. The reason no one's talking about the race is because. The guy that I think is the National Player of the Year got owned by a guy who was supposed to be a candidate to be National Player of the Year. Mm. And I'll explain. Devon Dotson. Ooh. Of the Kansas Jayhawks, to me, is the best player in the country. We watched him live in person in Maui. I think he is basically Devontae Graham 2.0, running the point for Kansas. I think the team is not near 
the team if they don't have him doing everything. I think he's a scoring guard. I think he is a facilitator. I think he gets Azubuke involved. I think he, Agbaji is a great guy on the wing next to him to kind of cover him as far as like a defensive guy, kind of like a Clay Thompson type situation. You guard their best guard. I can kind of chill, but he also is great as a help defender, averaging like 2.2 steals a game. But he lost an MSG to Trey Jones on mm. national TV, which is why we got to get rid but of the Champions Classic. I think if that, if that happens the first game of the year, he's got plenty of time. To, exactly. And but he plays I, but, at Kansas. But, it, it, like, if he played at a smaller school and that happens, that's all anyone remembers If they about beat him, Duke but. in overtime the same way that Oregon just beat Michigan and, De- like, Devon Dotson doesn't have a great game, whatever, he's yeah. probably, everyone's like, he's the, definitely the national player of the year. But I think we all watched that game and we're like, oh, he's kind of struggling. Yeah, yeah. I even uh, almost texted you that night. I was like, they probably should have kept Grimes just as, like, a backup help. Yeah, yeah. He's been great at Houston, yeah. you know? And then now we watch him. He looks completely in control. He won Big 12 Player of the Week again. And it's, I think he's the National Player of the Year. Yeah. I, I like that pick. So uh, I was, I was thinking, I, I do not disagree with that at all. I was thinking about the, uh, the, um, the way you win National Player of the Year. How, yes. how do you, how do you actually win it? It's not enough to be the best player. Mm-hmm. Um, that's because we know college basketball media people that vote on this stuff. They're idiots. Um, they don't just vote for the best player. They vote for like a story or, or there's got to be something around it. Right. Um, we call that the Thomas Robinson, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, one of the, one of the more more popular things is the best player on the best team, and I, Devon Dotson certainly checks that box. Yes. So he's good in that regard. I think that is his beyond being like one of the best players. He's got that going for him. He's mm-hmm. Kansas is the new number one team in the country. He's their best player. That's awesome. Uh, you look at Gonzaga. I don't think any of those guys have a chance. I'm, I'm ripping through the AP poll here. Gonzaga, none of those no. guys have a chance. Uh, Louisville, Jordan Wara does. Yes. He very much does. But guess what just happened to him? On national TV in Madison Square Garden, he mm-hmm. got owned. Very true. That's a common theme. I guess that's the, the, that's the thing. It's like That's <laughs> why no one's talking party. about yeah, it because everyone's like, it's hard to sell that to um, the masses when they're like, well, I watched that one game and Jordan Wara is not that good. Uh, Duke is number four. I don't think Carey or Trey Jones can win it. That, no. that can't happen. No. I don't think that can happen. But uh, Jack White. <laughs> uh, Ohio State, Caleb Wesson's not winning it. He's That's not happening. Uh, Kentucky, I think Washington could have a better chance. To yeah, like, I know. Honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Dwayne Washington could actually like. But have no one, no one on Ohio State's come, even sniffing All-American honors, I don't think. Even if Ohio State is number one in the country, like if, if they win the big, I, I don't think it's happening. If I could see like Caleb, have, Caleb, Caleb will hmm. get if, if Ohio State wins the Big Ten and gets a one seed, Caleb will be an All American, but he's not even going to come close to winning national player. I don't think. Yeah, it the, just sucks that yeah. Caleb. It's like we said, he's like the proxy face of the team, so right, he's right. the one that gets the boost. right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Kentucky, it would be Ashton Hagens. He's not winning it. <laughs> no. Uh, Maryland would be Cowan. He's not winning he's it. Not winning it. Uh, Oregon would be Peyton Pritchard. He has a chance. He actually does have a yes. chance. Peyton I was Pritchard. looking at Peyton Pritchard's stats today. Mm-hmm. Uh, beyond Oregon, their one loss, as we said, is Carolina. It didn't happen in America, so it doesn't count. They're, yeah. t- they're undefeated mm-hmm. in, in the United States. Um, Pritchard's stats are pretty similar to Dotson's. Pretty much the same. If, if you're a stats guy, it's yeah. pretty much the same thing. I've, same, I'm, same stat. I'm on the class of you average at least 20 points per game, and mm-hmm. everyone, and you're like, Dotson's like 19.8, but it's like, you know, semantic is yeah. 20 points, whatever. Pritchard has the moment. He has the overtime whole thing. We all watched it. That's what really matters. Yeah, yeah. As long as you yeah, have the moments. Yeah, on CBS, no less. And nobody yeah, yeah. remembers the Carolina game, so it's like yeah. that's the one you know blip. This is a blip, yeah, no, not a yeah, bomb. Yeah, no one you watched know? the Carolina game. Was in the losers bracket. Exactly. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. That was in the. No, no, it was in the. Well, they lost uh, to. Was it Michigan? Yeah, it was in the losers bracket because they lost to Michigan. And then oh, because Oregon, they, Oregon yeah. lost to Gonzaga, yeah, yeah, Gonzaga too. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was yeah, in the losers. Yeah, 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 so they didn't. No one watched that. Yeah, yeah, they lost to Gonzaga. Now is like the team. Yeah, that's right. Um. 
So to recap, those are the those are your top eight teams, and so no three, one on those other than Dots. I mean, Dotson, Dotson and Nora Pritchard, and Pritchard. Yeah, those would be are the three. three. Yeah. Um. So those are your. Those, that's how you win it for the best player on the best team. Those are our three candidates: Dotson, Nora, and Pritchard right now. Right. Um, yeah. Fair. The other way you can win it is if like your team's not great, but or, or the trade. You, you don't have to be bad, but yeah, like a Trey Young situation where yes. it's like you have an okay team and you're just so everyone, good. What, what Anthony Edwards could be possibly if Georgia, if he just yes. is averaging 35 points a game, but he's not. So but he's, he's not. not. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and he lost by 20 points to Bobby Hurley. Oof. <laughs> uh, I, I threw I threw these three names down for, the, for that category. We yes. have Obi Toppin, who we love Ooh. Dayton. I, I think I think Dayton fans are gonna be mad at me saying Dayton's not great. Dayton is a great team, but I'm saying as a whole, the media obviously they do not respect Dayton as much as they should. They're ranked 13th not as much as now. we do. Yeah, Dayton is ranked 13th, which is like the highest they've they've been since like 68, I think 67, something like that. The, wow. year, the year they lost to UCLA in the uh, title game. Yeah, this is the highest they've ever been ranked. Um, so but but you know like Dayton's not gonna be on national TV. They're not. Uh, you know, we 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 talked about this. The 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 one shot was like in Maui where the whole world was watching, and now like they're not going to have the nation's. Their attention. last big game is Colorado in Chicago yeah. this Saturday. That's yeah. the last. Yeah, yeah, big yeah. Game that, that's that like the last. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In the A ten, we're not putting down the A ten. It's just the reality of the situation is like the people that vote on this stuff are not going to be watching Dayton all the time. But Obi Toppin is putting up insane numbers, and if Dayton has like a a, a St. Joe's type season in the A ten, where mm-hmm. they don't necessarily have to go undefeated from here, but like they're just dominating everybody. And Obi Toppin's averaging. I mean, what is he averaging right now? Twenty-one and eight. Yes, and he has the potential to put up some crazy games, like 30, 20 type yeah, yeah. games in the eight ten. Yeah. And he, 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 as we, as we keep talking about these big moments on these big stages against Kansas, he played out of his mind. He has the, the, the step back right by the Kansas bench, and he turns and looks at them. Um, he's got a chance. Yes. I think he does have a chance. Uh, the other guy that fits this billing of like not necessarily a national title team, but. Not, he's just not the best player on the best teams type situations. Marcus Howard, um, who was the first team All American preseason. Yep. He's averaging twenty five point one. Um, but my problem with him is he's not very likable to the masses. Yeah. yeah. We can't we can't give National Player of the Year to a guy who made the second and third best players on the team transfer because he was coming back. <laughs> the Hauser said we're out. If if this guy's coming back, I want no part of this. And I, I can't I can't give the award to that guy. It's a lot of shots. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot of shots. And that's but basically I, yeah. all he does is shoot. All mm-hmm. he does is score, which is like if you're going to do one thing on a basketball court, scoring is a good thing to do. But um, I don't know. It's it's kind of artificial. But I think he's been around kind of too, calories. so it's not like a new shiny toy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, Obi that, Toppin is a, is, a, is a name that you saw when Maui. People were like, oh, who's this Obi Toppin kid? You yeah, know? yeah. So it could it, that could work in his favor, though. He could get like the, uh, the career – achievement award you know like mm-hmm. everyone's everyone's known marcus howard has been scoring 25 a game it, it feels like for seven years in a row i'd say you if you're gonna, give, if you're gonna give a career achievement give it to peyton pritchard because mm-hmm. he took oregon to a final or he didn't take oregon to a final four but he was a point guard on that team and you know yeah, yeah. um so th- that's how i see it right now my my five candidates who are probably my five all-americans right now are yeah dotson yep nora yep peyton pritchard Obi Toppin and Marcus Howard. That's that. And then, because the guys, what, what makes this race interesting too is you have like a guy like Cassius Winston coming to the season. He's preseason player of the year. He's he's obviously got going on what what uh, he has going on there. Uh, Cole Anthony, he's out. He's out. He's definitely out. Yep. James Wiseman, out. Out. Nico Mannion, out. Out. You can't go three for twenty. So, the, so those, those are probably the three most. Carrie Blackshear. Carrie Blackshear was like the hot transfer and like the. Out. the he's out. He's been. Yep. You know, Florida he's terrible. Not been, yeah, but right now he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just certainly not good enough to win national player. So you have all these guys coming into the year thinking like they have a chance. 
they're kind of already out. Like none of those guys can win it. Even, yeah, I, I really feel like they're all, you can cross them all off right now. And Every single one of them. Even if Cole Anthony came back in ACC play after this four to six week break and just like dominates and does what he's still in a national player of the James year. James Wiseman you know is mean? 100% not winning. No matter, yeah. James Wiseman could average 50 and 30. Yeah, and, no and, chance. And Memphis wins the title and he's not winning it. Exactly. No one's going to vote. The, the media is not going to vote for People aren't going to vote for him for uh, all that. Um, Dotson is the one that checks the most boxes, yeah. I think, nationally for people to like yeah. him. He's familiar. People have seen him. You know what I mean? And he is their best player. I really want Toppin to win it. I want Toppin to win it too. Toppin's my favorite player yeah. in the country right now. I think he's the most likable player. And like I said, he's a new shiny toy. He's like yeah. Derek Williams, but we're getting to watch him more. Yeah. Which is yeah. fun. The problem is, as I keep saying, he's not on TV. The only, I went back and looked, like in the one and done era, Jimmer's the only guy to win National Player of the Year without like a major TV contract. Yeah. To, to not play in a conference where you're on national TV all the time. Uh, it Jimmer. was Jimmer. And, that was come on, Mark you know, Pope. I mean, you know Jimmer yeah. did it. You can do it. <laughs> Tulson should be on that list, man. Jake Tulson, so Jake good. Tulson. Yeah, put Tulson on the list. That's my like. That's my dark horse. Um. Yeah. That that'll be interesting to me. I mean, I'm, along with like you know all these teams are losing all that kind of stuff. The, the national play of the year race is kind of wide open because it's it's uh yeah. There's there's nobody that like I mean Zion at this point of the season last year Zion, Zion already won it, won it. Yeah, yeah it was over it didn't even matter Zion won it in the Champions Classic which is why it's frustrating <laughs> <For> sure, yeah <laughs> oh god um yeah so so there you have it that's we're, I think we're both in agreement I think if I had to give the award out today I would give it to Dotson um but I want Toppin to win it that's that's where I stand right now okay yeah I mean his that? name is Obadiah so I would say he deserved it just for that um anything else before we go. North Carolina State and Kevin Keats, a lot of people, a lot of eyeballs are there. They're saying, is NC State as good as advertised? Obviously, they just did a, hit a half-court shot. Marco Johnson hit a half-court shot against UNCG, which is, you know, maybe alarming. Who knows? But they play at Auburn. Auburn is another team, one of the four teams left that is undefeated. But they also lost Chuma. They lost every, Jarrett Harper. They lost everyone that matters, uh, pretty much, you would think, with their team. But they're still 12. I think they were like seven in the net. Still Auburn's, like yeah, yeah, Auburn, yeah. Auburn's still ranked pretty high. The last Power on. Five team that's undefeated. That's undefeated. Yes, exactly. So in that sense, if NC State were to go into Auburn, get this win, didn't help last year, but if they they were to go and get this huge win against Auburn, I think this will officially seal that Kevin Keats has the best team in the triangle or the Rhombus. The Rhombus. The Rhombus. The, the research Rhombus. Yeah. Uh, speaking of speaking of undefeated teams, I keep mentioning. Is he a winner? I keep mentioning teams that are undefeated on uh, the mainland. I have my list here. It's Oregon, Gonzaga. Uh, Dayton lost in Maui. Mm-hmm. That's their only loss. And it was an overtime mm-hmm. to the number one team in the country. Mm-hmm. So they're undefeated on the mainland. Mm. Uh, and then Baylor's only loss was to Washington and Alaska. <laughs> so we have to acknowledge that. We have to acknowledge Baylor, who uh, is my blind spot right now. So my coach of the year right now is Scott Drew. And again, <laughs> I haven't watched him play at all. I haven't watched any Baylor. You haven't watched any Baylor? No, I haven't That's hilarious. Any Baylor, but I want them to be. I want Scott Drew to win coach. Of the who year. else? Do, do you have another blind spot right now? Shock is more. I haven't watched any of Texas this Texas? year. Yeah. Uh, Florida was my blind spot until I watched them, and now I know why they're bad. <laughs> now I know why, why I wasn't watching them. Yeah, exactly. The Butler game was very – I was like, yeah, wow. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I see why they're not popping up. Yeah, Baylor's the one team that I, I, I keep meaning to get around to. And I just have to. <laughs> well, and Florida State beat Florida too, and I kind of just made me yeah. think Florida State was good. Now I've learned – I mean, they're not bad, but they're not as good as I maybe thought they were. I haven't watched a ton of Maryland, but at the same time, I think that's by design. We, that's a – that's. Let's be Maryland, honest. Maryland's in the mix. I'm not watching Maryland until Mark Turgeon and Maryland do it in March. That's fair. 
So we, that that will guarantee Maryland goes to the Final Four. This I need year. to watch Maryland though before they play Ohio State the first week of January mm. because uh, they play in in College Park. They're going to win. And all the Maryland fans are going to be like, you watching us now? Are you watching us now? No. We're up to No. <laughs> the answer is no. That would be the answer. It's, a, it's, no, a simple, it's as simple as that. Uh, I, had, I had a couple of things before we go. Number one, uh, John Rothstein is getting dragged. Our friend, our, our beloved John Rothstein. <laughs> I didn't Rothstein. see this. What um, happened? Someone, I, I don't even want to, to dignify the source of this. Uh, there, there's a, there's a, a website out there that is uh, showing the receipts on the John Rothstein good luck texts that he sends to coaches and they reached out to all these coaches and asked them to screenshot their conversations with Rostein oh, and all these coaches, the dialogue with Rostein is basically just like, good luck today. Good luck today. Good luck today. Good luck. Cause none of the coaches respond. So it's just a, a series of good luck today texts from, from Rostein. And uh, the internet is not being kind to our baby boy. Uh, who I is, think that just shows persistence. And I think yeah. that shows a dedication to the craft and anyone that's hating on that, like, you should probably text somebody back. They're, they're roasting the man because he texts good luck to every coach and every SID and every human being on earth. Yeah, which is every game. Yeah. probably the craziest thing I've yeah. ever heard. There's Respect the hustle. Roast, there's nothing to roast there other yeah. than that is unbelievable. He texted Quite me. literally. He texted my buddy uh, was joking today, I think. He's, he's like, hey, does Rusting text you good luck before every podcast you do? And I was like, you joke, but. The man did text me before the season. Good luck this season. The man announces engagement on, <laughs> on, our, show. on, our, on our show. I mean, this guy is a we legend. Love we love John We Austin. love John Rossi. Stop uh, I had I had this too, this little nugget I saw on ESPN. Um, do you remember the guy from Monmouth? Um, the, uh, the his name bombers? was George George Pappas. George Pappas. He is the guy who they played at Kansas this year. I love King year. Rice. I love J.R. Stick Reed. with me. Played at Kansas this year. Steals the ball when they're down 50-something. Oh, my favorite player Dunks, on the team. Yes, yes. yes love yes. that guy. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. ESPN interviews him. Why they chose? Why they didn't do it earlier, I don't know. But the story just came out. They interview this guy. They do a Q&A with him. And um, he's basically explaining like... That was one of the greatest moments in white basketball history. Yeah, he got a tech. Yeah. He dunked on him. Yeah. And he said, down, I don't give a... Yeah. You know what? Yeah. Like, it was great. So ESPN's like... George, why? How? Yeah, in a word, why? <laughs> How did this happen? Is it Rinaldi that was doing the interview? Yeah. <laughs> well, what, what are you doing there, George? Um, yeah, so so here, here was, I was reading through the, the interview, and uh, I came across this, and it's hilarious. He said, ESPN asked, what did your teammates say to you, and what did your coaches say to you? And Papas's answer is this. My teammates, besides the 50-point loss, they were pretty excited. <laughs> That's a pretty good quote. I mean, besides my losing by 50, we had a pretty good time with Besides it. the 50-point loss, they were excited. They were pretty excited. It was like, we played to the whistle. We're walking out of here with a smile. <laughs> so shout out to George Pappas, former walk-on. He walked on at Monmouth, got a scholarship after his first year, um, and then dunked on Kansas and l- gave his teammates a smile after getting their ass kicked by 50 points. In in a day that we're doing the rankings of places, Mama's number one in New Jersey for me. You know yeah. what I mean? Like Rutgers gave Seton Hall the business, by the way. I like game. Rutgers, yeah. but Mama's, Mama's number still number one, one for that. Yeah, by <laughs> we just, may have lost by 50, but did just, you see that dunk? The whole team. I mean, King Rice, like, this is just a great, I, I love that school. King Rice needs a bigger job. He needs the UCLA job. <laughs> I'm gonna start putting that out. I mean, every single job, every single person I like that Mark Post is, deserves the UCLA. Yeah, exactly. Job. Yeah, everyone I like. This is like college UCLA football. Job. Like any team wins a game, you say yeah. we want Bama. Yeah, exactly. it's now like any coach like wins three games <laughs> in a row. UCLA. It's like we want UCLA job. Yeah, exactly. give this man the UCLA job, dude. 
I mean, I still can't believe Eric Musselman did not get the UCLA job. Like that is the most egregious act. It's not too year. late. Arkansas is like nine and one, I think. So exactly. Well, give I mean, him the UCLA job. If he was at UCLA, UCLA would be ten and zero. <laughs> That's the must bus, baby. That's what we do. Uh, last thing before we go, Penn State, or I got two more things. Penn State ranked for the first time since 1996. Shout out to the Nittany Lions. Shout out to Tony Carr. Um, yeah, I, did, did, I felt like Penn State had a tough loss earlier this year. Like, do you do you remember like they they got blown out somewhere? I forget where. But, I can't um, believe that you guys beat the them by like forty uh, points. That uh, was like that probably will go down uh, as one of the biggest. That's actually more impressive than the Carolina win at this. Point. Let's focus on that. Let's focus on Ohio State. That Penn State the, the win. The one Penn State yeah. win we had. Yeah, uh, and also Indiana one Athletic. One, baby. Indiana Athletic Director Fred Glass is retiring um, at the end of the year. So there will be a vacancy at IU. Um, also, I don't Bill know if you Yeah, Bill Titus. That's my pick. <laughs> my dad just like sits in the office. <laughs> oh, my God. My dad was an athletic director his whole career. That's, That's what, what he I'm did saying. for a living. Yeah, That's He's got saying. experience. He just sits in the office and bitches about it. He doesn't do anything except yeah. complain. He's like Archie <laughs> Miller like... has to go watch tape with your dad after they lose. Yeah. That's like his penance. <laughs> Like IU goes undefeated because he doesn't want to watch the table. No, bet. not after they lose. It's after they win. No, and my dad yeah. <laughs> rips apart all the problems. He's like, Archie won by twenty, but here's my problem. Archie, look at this. Look at this. This is just terrible. You know who uh, has ties to Indiana? Who now lives in Bloomington? Mm. This is a true thing. Bob Knight. Bring Bobby home. Where's Bob, Co- Bob Knight where, lives in Bloomington. Where is Dickie V? Right now, because this is the greatest. This is he would be all in for this. I cannot believe that Bob Knight lives in Bloomington. That is a real thing. That uh, this man like Archie's you want to talk about well. burning bridges. Bob Knight like dropped a nuke on the entire state of Indiana on his way out the door, and just it, at first it was like screw the administration and the the Indiana fans were like yes, Bobby, we agree with you. They should not have fired you. Yeah. And then he's like screw the uh, university, and the fans were like. Uh, yeah, like that's but, a little but still, too much. Still yeah. like, uh, and he's like, and then he's like, screw the fans. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> and also screw the fans. And the man's like, what the hell? And he just kept like, getting. He's like, now screw the entire state of Indiana. Yeah, it's three screw, strikes. Yeah. And he like went for like fifteen after the three. Yeah. And the thing that's funny about it is that like if he were to be announced as the athletic director of Indiana, <laughs> people would love it. Yeah, It'd be like Mac Brown coming back to Carolina. Be like Bob Knight's and then back. He, and then he pulls the Popovich, names himself coach. Yes. And then he's back. Yeah. Uh, what's his name from Wisconsin though? Barry Alvarez, right? He always does that. He's always like the AD, and then when they need someone for a bowl game, he's like, I got you. Dude, in all seriousness, uh, my sources, the, the same sources that you would get from your Pac-12 circles, uh, my sources, which is basically just like my friends that still live in Indiana, are yeah. telling me that uh, uh, they they truly believe that, that Bob Knight's going to come back to a game at some point. And of course Either this he year is. or next year. They're going to get it. Because like – What does the man again, want? Adoration. Again, the man has like – there there will never be a, a more – burning of a bridge on the way out the door than Bob Knight when he left IU. And now this man really might be at a game. So Here's the dopest thing he anyway. can do. Go to the middle of the court and then burn a jersey LeBron style. <laughs> uh, that would be that would be salt in the wounds. Yeah. That would be that would be our coach. Yeah. <laughs> There's our coach. Come on the pod, Bobby. Come on uh, the pod. Come on the pod. All right, that's it. That's the show. Uh we will be in Vegas on you're going early though. I'm going Thursday night. You're going, so and then I'm going to be there Friday. Where we get practice access. I'm going to go. So Friday, sh- ask some questions. Should we do Friday? Should we do Friday show Saturday after the game? Yes, let's do that. Let's just let's do yeah because no one yes we will know more. We will know. More. We will know more. We will know there's, if Mick Cronin has a signature win. Is Carolina back? Is Ohio State on top? Yeah. Is Kentucky back? Right, right. 
There's still a lot of basketball left to be played. We yes, have to we have yes. to let that basketball play out before Let's let we... the basketball be played. <laughs> Let's stop predicting. I'm tired of predicting. No, I, I, I think that's a good thing because I think I think uh, this is going to officially be the death of Carolina. And I'm I'm gonna say that every show. I think I think I'm always gonna be like, well, Carolina's officially dead now. And, and I'm gonna be like, but, UCLA uh, is still dead. Yeah. Okay. So here's the plan. We're gonna do instead of a show Friday, we're gonna do it Saturday after we're gonna do it from Vegas after we witness whatever it is we witness. Yes. Um, and then. Next week, the week of Christmas, we are going to run our uh, IU Duke. Uh, we're going to rewatch that game and and on, two day, on yeah. Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. Yes. We're going to run that on Christmas Eve. That's our Christmas present to the people. Bang. The 2002 IU versus Duke Sweet 16 game, um, which is is the greatest game I've ever attended in my life, and will be my favorite college basketball game. game ever played, ever played. So uh, we're we're going to do that. That's the plan. And then we're going to do uh, we're going to throw in an all decade thing at some point. Um, We'll do that as well. But that's that's the housekeeping right now. So we'll be back Saturday uh, live from Las Vegas. Live maybe, from Las Vegas. Maybe we'll take from Top Golf. Who knows? We're actually uh, we'll out in the world. We'll, It'll be fun. We'll see if they'll let us in. All right. See you guys Saturday. This is my first note sheet. <laughs> That's all you have? No, no, no. Oh, I have a full sheet. But I, was say, what the fuck? I was like, this is my old note sheet. I was like, this is hilarious. Like, That's how it started. Um. Okay. All right. So CBS Classic. CBS Sports Classic. Oh, yeah. We have no affiliation with the CBS Sports Classic. We have no affiliation. We are not. We are not brand ambassadors. Mm. We are not. We have nothing to do with it. But we are. But we'll be there. <laughs> yeah, CBS Sports Class. All right, cool. All right, great. Um, Ready? Check, check, check. Yeah.